Hello, and welcome to the Week in Review. I'm Esty Wicket. Uh, Mr. Curzon is away again. I, I don't know where he is this time, but he um, he couldn't do today. I'm joined uh, by the returning Luke Perry. Luke, how's the weather? Oh, the weather has been absolutely scorching today. And uh, as this show, in absence of Curzon, is now the weather report, I'll have to uh, bring some very terrible news. It's been, it's been hot today. We've been all stuck in our workplaces. It's going to be even hotter tomorrow. Well, in the East Anglia area, about thirty-three degrees. Yeah, yeah, it's hitting thirty tomorrow. And then, yeah. and then Saturday, it's going to be you know about nineteen degrees and rainy and miserable. Well, yeah, because because what I often find in the UK is that we get punished for having nice weather. So mm. if we have like three or four days of sunshine, we'll have a thunderstorm invariably at some point in the week. Yeah, that's a uh, by magic hits on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and uh, welcome back to uh, the weather in review. Um, I'm St. <laughs> Wicket, and I'm joined by Luke Perry. Luke, how are you, sir? Yes, okay. Onto on things um, not related to the sky, unless we're talking about uh, airplanes or the lack of them flying to Rwanda. Ooh. Now, um, of course, one of the government's, um, well, I'd say, token policies—they're not that committed to reducing immigration—but one of their token policies are on tackling uh, illegal immigration is through deterrence by um should they land in the uk they will um be processed um in rwanda and uh it went even when the policy was announced it actually did send some of them back home voluntarily so it, yeah. it was its heart was in the right place but i'm sure you can uh, light us on the situation wicked so things got progressively worse from that point onwards well, see, that's the thing is that in the in the in the week or so after the announcement of the Rwanda scheme, um, there was uh, I think one or two days where uh, channel crossings hit zero, right? Um, because it was an active deterrent. Because obviously, prior to the announcement of the Rwanda scheme, the deal basically was that if you managed to get across the channel, not only will you be towed to shore by the RNLI and coast and the um, and 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 border um, control, uh, you'll be put in a hotel, given a phone given a stipend to spend and um basically allowed to roam this country completely undocumented um not on the system in any in any regards and basically uh do what thou will um it was a completely reckless policy or lack of policy because i mean it's something that i've been saying for some time now which has become a sort of catchphrase to me now which is you know if you were a foreign warlord planning to invade the uk or at least, at least to invade great britain the first thing you'd factor in is that britain is an island and that britain's border um does not need to be fluid it is under no requirement to be fluid by geography and the only reason it is fluid is because of a lack of political will to be otherwise yeah. now if the flights had gone ahead, bear in mind there were about a tenth of the people on the flights that should have been on the flights. Um, most people had had won their appeals. Um, if they got ahead, then you know people would have seen that you know the British government wasn't messing around here, um, and perhaps crossings would have dipped again. Um, but now that the um, the European Court of Human Rights has intervened and and once again interfered in our business, um, you know. The crossings have hit record highs this week. Yeah, because um, <clears throat> well, how the story panned out is, um, of course, once the Rwanda policy was announced, just the left, you know, co collectively lose their minds. It's another form of mass formation psychosis. They try and 
kill the government scheme within the UK courts. The UK courts, for once, say otherwise, and, and they back the, the, the government. So although we just, although we don't like the government very much, it was an elected government. And um, yeah, the uh, the court in Strasbourg has just said otherwise, and this is just well, it's it's just a case of I would say democracy in action. It's just the end game. It's well, it's supranational organisations, be it the World Health Organisation, um, that Davos, or as we've seen in Strasbourg, they just overrule the uh, governments of Western nations. And now the, um, the president, well, the president was already set prior to no Hotel Rwanda, but um, it just says that, no, you're not in charge and you're going to act as we ideologically say so. And of are course, we, sovereign, we know. Are we sovereign or not? Like that, that, you know, that, that because the, the people who manage the court in Strasbourg do not want the UK to sovereign. They don't want any nation to be sovereign. They are the globalists. They are the people who live anywhere. They cannot live in cities with traditional architecture. They only require skyscrapers because they can put anywhere. They can be put anywhere. And of course, it's all part of their game. To, of just completely open borders and you see Luke, this just... Luke, these, these are these are doctors these are lawyers they're children and women right yeah you know what i'll accept the lawyer charge if they can um get this scheme buried in the dust by just putting their hands up and saying i think i've been ill-treated hmm. by the uk government after having already committed a crime i mean i was, I was from my research i was I read the garden article by mistake and this is what they had to say about someone who was due to be uh, deported to Rwanda. So they, they, they say that the migrant's name, his supposed age, his supposed profession, and the country he supposedly came from, supposedly it wasn't Ukraine. And uh, their, their exact words were, who had come to Britain by small boat. Now that's a lot of way of saying illegally immigrated. <laughs> So yeah, this this is what the, the minds of the open borders lot is. It's no human is legal. No one is allowed their home. No one is allowed to control their own borders. It's all to be this massive sieve, and to hell with the consequences of it. Mm. Yes, I mean, uh, and to people saying, you know, oh, this is this is against our national democracy. No, this is not a glitch or a bug in democracy. This is an endemic feature. It is quite simply a tool of the oligarchy to get what it wants um and what it wants is to import its new minimum wage class mm -hmm. um hence this is why if you look at any footage of of people being towed into shore um you will seldom see anything other than young men um mm -hmm. everyone on the planes young men everyone coming into the boats young men um and i what i think is so hilariously telling of the situation is a quote from Dominic Raab, who is the Home Secretary. Uh, no, sorry, the, the Foreign Secretary, sorry, whose whose job it is to um to essentially manage Britain's uh, standing in the world, right? And his response to a uh, completely foreign body intervening in um the move to process uh, illegal immigrants offshore is that the court was wrong. To block it. That'll show, uh, that'll show them, right? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do about that. So we've all heard the adage, actions speak louder than words. You can't threat or judge or critic or critique, but not follow through. Hmm. That's exactly what the Tory government is, as, as we've seen at election times. And it occurs, and although absence bangs this point to death, but it needs to be said. The Tories only play on rhetoric. 
That is it. That's their only weapon. That's the only reason they're still in power. Mm-hmm. When at times, when it comes to actually making the tough decisions and to actually put a door in Strasbourg's way, they're like, well, you, you should point and say, you should be doing that. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, them. This, this is the most politician thing I've seen in a very long time. So, so Rob said, quote, I certainly believe they should not have legally binding effect under UK law, right? But while in the same breath, he rejected calls from his party to cut ties with Strasbourg. I mean, I don't particularly care what people say, right? I care what they do. Yeah. And you can stomp your feet and say, oh, the, the European court shouldn't have done this. Well, you mm-hmm. have the means to completely bypass this just bureaucratic office in France. Yeah. And say, you know, no, like um, you are not entitled to live in a country of your choosing. You're not. And, you know, the fights are going going ahead. They're they're departing from the UK to a country who the UK has at at great financial cost agreed to process uh, process, um, migrants in. You know, this has nothing to do with France, nothing to do with the EU, nothing to do with the European Court of Human Rights and nothing to do with Strasbourg. This is... This is this is a British affair. This is within the realms of a mutually agreed pact between two countries who, you know, are at least on paper sovereign. This has nothing to do with some activist lawyers in France. And it's oh, funny those activist lawyers thought the same way. But what <laughs> makes them activists is the fact that they have intervened in our affairs. And you know, you haven't got an organ or a person or a machine that you can politely debate and uh, just say you know uh, listen Strasbourg European Court I, I love you but um perhaps you know it's time we go our separate ways that's never going to happen there's not good if the, the UK government is going to break away from this you know bureaucratic red tape Strasbourg's not going to go away lightly they'll be like Brexit all over again there'll be you know, agreements hashed out oh this is precedent in UK law now and just all the um, legal obstacles put in the way and um, this well, is, of course, this is this is the sort of thing that makes co- the contemporary Western society so powerfully dystopian. The mm. fact that um, just basic human judgment has been defenestrated in favor of you know, well, we can't have we can't do this because of regulation X two Z. Like it's it's just it, it's so inhuman. It's so alien to even like mm. think about. Yeah, you know, like. In what serious country that is actually dedicated to its own survival would the opinion of a court in Europe mean anything to us? You know, if we had a serious government, if we were a serious country, we would have to get stuff. No, we've made this deal. We've made this deal that you had nothing to do with. This is none of your business. There is a body of water between us, which is, you know, like a buffer between your laws and our laws. Piss off. It it kept up your tyrants, didn't it, Europe? So, uh, going on to um, more more or less depressing topics, what do you want to do first? Do you want to do um, the uh, happenings in America or home ownership? Let's do home ownership because I think it's um, we'll we'll move gently from one black thought to another. Not not only um, are we now seemingly powerless to stop a um, a daily armada of people coming to this country. Um, one of the many consequences of such a reckless immigration policy is the effect on house prices. Um, 
of course, you know, uh, the population is growing faster than houses can be built, or at least at least with, with, with the current political will to build houses. Um, yes, yeah, so there has been um, some uh, boomerisms made in the uh, national press recently, um, which uh, let me let me let me pull up here. Um, yes, yeah, so <laughs> because that, that's what we should do as a generation, right? Listen to the boomers, the ones who, you know, bequeath this mess upon us. Um, the ones who, who cling so desperately to the heroism of the Second World War, despite being infants when it was when it ended. Um, they have some advice for us who are struggling to buy a home. And by struggling, I mean it is a distant, distant, distant prospect, like almost entirely unattainable at this point, which is this. Cancel Netflix and stop ordering takeaways. Uh, if Well, you, 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 you can try that. You can cancel your, um, was it £10 a month Netflix subscription? That will get you a... Um, 30 40 grand deposit in um wow 200 years so i start saving so i spent this morning uh doing some maths and uh i figured out that if i cancelled my netflix subscription and um well the, the second part is an estimate but if i stopped ordering takeaways completely um bear in mind i still have to go and buy groceries so it's not like i'm so it's not like i'm saving all the money but um if i stop getting takeaways and cancel my, my netflix subscription i would have about 310 pounds a year extra yeah, and you, as you, you, say, as, as, as you were saying as you were saying prior to the recording luke if you're uh single unmarried and looking to buy a home for the first time your deposit will be around 60 to seventy thousand pounds yeah that's the um that was the findings of uh, Rightmove, the, um, the, the property and rental knowledge website. And they said that um, as the, the market is, well, the demand is just far outstanding supply and um, nothing will ever do justice to that. So there's just not enough words in the English language to describe how really dire it is. But And of course, the bank will penalise you if you're a single buyer because you, you expect to be only on one income. And of course, if you're a first-time homeowner, you don't have the history, you have financial history built up, or you know your career's not at its height. Although, who places faith in careers anymore? And um, so, yeah, the the bank, of course, well, places a penalty on you because you're more of a risk customer. It's like when people are asking for a loan, which is what a mortgage is. If you're high risk, higher interest. So same policy. So, I mean, even for myself who is this single first-time homeowner who constantly look at, looks at right move and just sees his dream escaping away into the horizon for my area more than seventy-five thousand, probably about ninety thousand for about 30 percent 25 percent pay down that's yes, just not yes. happening that's just i've just give up may as well just have the netflix and have the takeaways i think just yeah i mean take away every other day i think i mean the the part that's a real slap in the face is that you know we're essentially being blamed for the fact that we inherited a, an economy that is broken where there used to be jobs that would define entire towns that were intergenerational and carried status and honor with them have now been outsourced because it's cheaper to open a plant in poland or china than it is to one in the uk um it doesn't factor in the, the count that you know that when we were you know kids and teenagers the entire market collapsed because of you know 
greedy corporates in 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 london and new york it doesn't factor in that since we were infants there has been an unprecedented mass immigration to the point where more people have, have entered the uk from other lands in the last 25 years than in the 2000 years of british history before it um the fact that you know so many homes there are entire streets and neighbors in london that are almost entirely reserved for foreign oligarchs and BlackRock to purchase mm. uh, the fact that wages have stagnated while housing prices have have um shot up disproportionately um and we're being blamed for this bear in mind you know it, it would be like someone walking into your bedroom setting the room on fire and then going oh what, why is the room on fire well because you bloody put it on fire like that's why it's on fire you know we we i don't think any generation when it comes to the facts of life that were taken for granted in prior generations i.e home ownership steady employment um low cost of living high dress society i don't think any modern generation has been as handicapped as we are when it, coming into this world no and uh, just the housing market is the microcosm of that i mean my uh, my black culture all the more is microplastics and that will always remain uh house home ownership and the impossibility of certainly takes the silver medal and with each passing month an epoch it's just becoming even more out of reach because black black rock's not going to stop buying more property we're, we're still in a cost of living crisis that will only get worse immigration's yeah. not not going to stop by 2030 90 percent of population growth or to 100 percent is going to be solely due to immigration also like add to them add to the matter that some of the, the most powerful people on the planet uh, on record saying you will own nothing and be happy so not only mm. is there this you know maelstrom of extremely unfortunate circumstances for us to be in anyway with what, what i mentioned prior there was also a concerted effort with, among the most powerful individuals and institutions on the planet to turn us into generation rent yeah you know like the odds seem so completely unassailable that most people just don't even bother to get the ball rolling on this because yeah. it's just you know why would you invest all this time and effort and foresight and planning into something into you know owning a home that will probably double in price in the next 10 years you know, before, yeah. you, before you've even managed to raise enough for a down payment like it's it's again it's it, it's it, it's powerfully dystopian and it's um and again, and, and it's being laid at our feet when, you know, all we've done is try to figure out a world that has been, that was set on fire before we could, before we'd even taken our bloody A-levels. I mean, I'm also not going to believe that the boomers didn't have party lifestyles. I mean, what on earth were the 1960s? Yeah. Through to the 90s. Yeah. This is, this is the, this is the, this is the bloody Woodstock fucking, um, this is the Woodstock, you know, Isle of White Festival generation, you know, the ones who, you know, who would take any pill they were given, you know, and, and Ross seeing, you know, the doors and Rolling Stones every other weekend. I mean, like, to say that, you know, um, the fact that it's, it's that every generation, probably since the advent of teenager in the 50s, has experienced some sort of eros, whether that be music, arts, or what we have today, which is just pure hedonism. The fact that we're being blamed for that when, like, you know, you know, glass houses right mm. yeah and um i mean i can just name basic solutions of course they're never going to materialize but of course we can just say 
cut immigration to naught. Perhaps stop no, at, no at the very least, at the very least, some sort of moratorium. Yeah, I, I would ban people from owning more than two homes. I would ban investment firms from buying properties. And I, and yeah, cut restrictive local planning laws in some in some cases. Yeah, I mean, because like um, again, so so we've stumbled upon the you know the, the NIMBY YIMBY question. Well, I'm in nowhere NIMBY because obviously, you know. The, the, there is cl a clear need to build, but what I am is a yimby with standards. You know, um, there's a um, there's a quote by Scruton that I like about this. Where, you know, which is that no one would object to building Bath again in the middle of the countryside. You know, like that would be wonderful. But but what the reality is with you know, um, say, take for instance the SDP, who um, we are probably quite closely aligned with, although not being members ourselves. Um, they're very big on house house building. Uh, when I when I interviewed Cluston a few weeks ago for uh, our current predicaments, um, I raised to him, you know, like, yeah, build, but build houses worth living in, you know, because like you, you can see in any urban area in the country the scars of the last great building surge, you know, these horrifically ugly buildings that you know do nothing but depress people living in them and and turn them to crime and and desperation, you know, because um, not not only are there no houses being built, the houses that were built in the last search are just ugly and they yeah. you know and, and they create more problems than, than they solve yeah and they were deliberately meant to be ugly as well in the, the yeah. managerial yeah. state we inhabit they nothing's, were nothing's they, meant to be beautiful because you can't stick a monetary value on it they were purely utilitarian yeah yeah uh, and again like you know i think we, we need it we need it we need a, a slap dash of that but again you know you need to have some sort of standards in building um otherwise we are just going to live in an increasingly live increasingly and increasingly and increasingly in a world and a society that offers absolutely nothing to the young apart from consequence free hedonism and nothing else i mean um it's i i i think it's i think this is the worst time to be young for a very long time obviously i'm not gonna i'm not gonna even dare say that you know we have it worse than you know generations who you know went to work in yeah, fought in the trenches yeah, yeah or, trenches or, 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 or went to work in the mines or the factories or you know or goth you know grew up during the black death but i mean as far as like modern post-war history goes we we're the ones who have been bequeathed the society least worth living in yeah and uh, I think on that note, we will, um, we, will we will leave it for uh, for, for this week. We um, we were going to get into um, a group who called themselves Jane's Revenge, but uh, as that story is still um, somewhat emerging, we, we may have to come back to that next week. Um, but for this week, uh, I've been SD Wicket. Uh, this has been Luke Perry. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Curzon will be back next week. And uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you then. Cheers.